Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we are breaking down an LPL only, the LCK, the two Asian leagues have um, just a, a little split here. LCK is off, the LPA, LPL is going on, so we have a three-game set in the LPL, the China League. It's going to be starting at 2 a.m. East Coast time for Monday, April 6th. We're going to break it down here. Welcome if you're brand new here. A lot of new people flooding in for the esports streets, whether it be CS, uh, CSGO, whether it be Rocket League, um, and iRacing, League of Legends being the top one in terms of uh, consistency in, in their bigger prize pools. Welcome. Appreciate you all being here. I'm um, going to break this one down. If you're brand new, hit the subscribe button if you get any value from this video or past video, if, whether you're listening on the podcast version. It does help a lot for the YouTube version. I do have projections, rankings, interest pools for all the esports. Um, that is all linked down below on Patreon if you want to support me over there, independent content creator here. So I appreciate all of that. Uh, and without further ado, let's just get into this video. So now you're looking at a three-game slate here. Um, obviously, when it comes to stacking, running, talking with some people in the industry and, and, and just tracking for like maybe the last week or so, last five days of CSGO stacks and, and how people are running those, last week or so tracking League of Legends, you're getting half the field stacking four or three stacks at this point, 45, 55% depending on the night. And obviously that's becoming very efficient. It's not like the first week to 10 days compared to these past 10 days or so uh, where you were getting like 20% of the field. So it was very efficient to still be doing 4-3 stacks. It's still okay to do 4-3 stacks. You're just increasing naturally all the lineups and the possibilities of you duplicating your lineups. And then obviously if you have the same lineup as 50 other people or even 20 other people or five, it's just not going to be as good for you long-term, beneficial, overall top profit. When you get that 1% type outcome and, and win, you're going to be splitting it and you're not going to get the 1% type outcome in terms of profit. So um, top 1%. So with that being said, uh, I do think there's ways to get different still four, two ones, um, three, three ones. I still am not that big of a fan of, uh, and really just building different with the stacks you're using. So just kind of identifying, just using ownership, you can use ownership projections. You can run very simple, um, rules in stacking rules and just run thousand, however many lineups actually populate for you. you may take a while, increase the randomness on that to see a little bit. But you can get an idea of what ownership will be if you use projections in an optimizer and you use very basic rules, four, three stacks, um, whatever one to three uniques, whatever you want to do there, not putting any other constraints on it, trying to think what the rest of the field will naturally do. Um, and that will help you get there in terms of getting an idea for ownership. And then if your projections kind of line up for what that ownership looks like, well, then fine, go with it. If they don't and there's over projection or there's over owned players based on your projections, that spots to get different. So what you've been seeing as of late is, yeah, there's going to be chalky teams, but they probably are the, the teams that have the best chances of winning. So playing one of those teams in a stack, playing one of these huge favorites today, there's two huge favorites, um, top esports, a minus 833 favorite, and then Sunni Gaming, a minus 625 uh, favorite here. And then there's one kind of a toss-up game with uh, VC Gaming and OMG, a minus 152 favorite is VC, OMG is a plus 114 slight underdog. So you're going to see a ton of ownership on the two big favorites, as it should be, because they're probably going to have the two best chances of winning. So picking both of them is probably not a good idea in your 4-3 or even 4-2 stacks, but picking one of them and then getting different in your other stacks. So it might mean that it's VC Gaming as a slight favorite. It might be that it's OMG as a slight underdog, whatever it might take there. Now, recently, we've been seeing a ton, a ton of ownership coming in on slight underdogs in matchups. So I wouldn't be shocked that I might even project today that OMG is going to be more highly owned than VC Gaming. They're slight underdog. People are going to go in with the mindset thinking that they're they are actually going to be lesser owned which is just going to flood that ownership to make them more owned and less optimal and their price points are just going to be 
a little bit more beneficial. I do think they're a live dog today. I mean, the slight favorite indicates that, um, but keep a close eye on what ownership looks like later. Again, if you don't have the means to sign up for a site that offers ownership, just put in basic. If you have any type of an optimizer, if you can find a free one, just put in basic rules and run as many lineups as you can, 500, 1,000. Get as big of a sample as you can just to see what you pop up with. And if you're putting in basic rules and you're not putting any advanced groupings or or uh, restrictions on it or changing any of the percentages of your stacks and, and things like that, um, you're not altering it. Well, that, that will be somewhat of an idea of what the rest of the field will be doing uh, with the assumption that this is a projectable sport and projections won't be that far apart uh, for the most part. Um, from different types of just locations to get projections. So with that being said, um, that's the, the kind of long way of how we should be changing our lineup construction based on the first 10 days. I had people reaching out, Sal, should we deviate from go to three, three ones, four, two ones? I, I like four, two ones from the beginning. Four threes are obviously the best. You just have to get less right in terms of wins. And the first week or so, no, I wasn't. Um, you're getting 25% return on investment a day or 23%, I think it was. Yeah, you shouldn't be changing that. But now that double in, in two and a half times the field is going to be um, playing more optimal. Well, yeah, now it's start to now it's time to you're losing half as many of your uniques or as you were two weeks ago. Now it's time to start to get different and actually play around with how you can get lineups to pop that are unique. So from this standpoint, yeah, I mean, I can go through the positions and I do it every single day. But the the main goal here is to look for two to three teams to stack on a three game slate, I probably lean towards two, uh, but that leads you to a, a very owned four, three stack more times than not just get unique within that increase your randomness, um, build differently in terms of getting underdogs in your four man stacks, whatever it might be. But for top laner, yeah, I'm going to be really a bigger fan, I think of Sunin gaming today. Uh, as a 625 favorite over top esports again everything that i say early is a, is a pref prefix to the day to preview i haven't done my projections yet if you get soon in gaming being just like 15 percent higher owned than their actual overall points on the slate um, well then that's not fantastic uh, and i imagine it's going to be something like that for one of these favorites so uh bubu or bin they've been splitting as of late so keep a close eye on who starts there I like either of them. You get the top price point of 369 from top esports at 6,800. It's just the best player in terms of overall win upside when you factor in lead dislating kills, when you factor in up there with 6.1 assists per contest as well, uh, leads all these players in damage percentage. So 369 is going to be fantastic if you want to get there, spend all the way up. It doesn't seem like um, salary should be too much of a constriction here. Now, obviously, you have your expensive mid laners, uh, expensive AD carries. So those will be a little bit uh, interesting to try and fit in. Um, the last thing I'll say is trying to squeeze 280 carries in on this slate seems to be an optimal way to go about it. Uh, but 6,800 doesn't seem like it should be too restrictive if you wanted to get there in some of your stacks. If you were to try and get a little bit different here, so there's a couple of options. Obviously, Cube and Curse, depending on which side of that matchup you think win, are okay to get to. These top laners are really last ones into the lineups. Um, I think BUBU or Bin, whichever one starts with shooting game, will probably be my favorite top laner. And then after that, Sticking to the smaller, um, the, the lesser owned, either cube or curse, if you're trying to run a different type of a stack. I do think uh, curse is interesting for OMG. I just think curse might pick up a lot of ownership. Cheap, has a ton of damage, second highest in the slate, leads the slate in creep score per minute. Doesn't really contribute a ton when it comes to assists, but a lot of that is because not winning as much, right? 50% of the time is the only amount of rounds that get won. So you're going to see a spike in the, the fours, the mid fours for assists per contest if indeed OMG was to win here. Heading over to mid laners where we start to get um, some interesting plays. So yeah, you're going to get just really fantastic options here in the mid lane um, all the way at the top. So Knight, Angel, Forge, your three favorites here, uh, assuming that Forge continues to start over Zico, which I imagine is going to be the case for VG. I actually like all of these plays here. So Knight's going to be kind of the, the top leader when it comes to all the main stats you're looking for. Leads in, in creep score per minute. Um, right now at all the starters is going to be leading in assists per game, is going to be leading 
pretty much a virtual tie for average kills, kill participation, all that stuff. So $8,000, you're paying for that. Um, the biggest favorite on the slate. Yeah, it's, it's hard to ignore and hard to say bad things about that. Even if they were to get knocked off in three rounds by Rogue Warriors, you're probably not getting the, the 80 point upside that Knight has, or even the 90 point upside but you're probably not dead completely in the water losing all your entries because mid laners usually score the most in losses. Angel is probably the one that I like the most here at 7,800. You get somewhat of a price discount. A lot of people might go all the way up to Knight, averaging 6.2 fantasy points per game more. You're not getting a ton of damage percentage out of Angel, but it kind of equivalates to what you're already getting out of the average kills and assists and even kill participation, all of them being high numbers, leads the slate and average kills for all the starters. 5.8 assists is fine outside of night that's going to lead the slate. So a lot of things that look good, you're getting the big favorite there as well. Um, and just in general, three-man stacks, two-man stacks, or even four-man stacks, going to have a lot of ownership towards Sunni, at least early on, it seems, just based on what my projections usually pop out for them. Forge returning about a week ago or so, 10 days ago. Forge is fantastic here. So um, it depends on where you want to go with the, your your mid lane. Like OMG, in terms of icon for going to a mid lane for icon, it's just such a drop off. Like I think that, um, so if OMG was to win, icon, I would assume, scores more points than Forge on the losing side, but it's almost not a guarantee. That's how good Forge is even in losses. So I think I stick to the three um, favorites here in terms of mid lane, because even if they lose, there's a good chance they're still scoring the similar, if not more points. And some of these other teams, uh, like if Ruby was to start at mid, uh, or was to win at mid lane for Warriors, even Mole, if Mole was to win for V5, um, which I'm not going to say is going to happen. Mole's only won when 6% of the rounds when V5 has been out there. Um, so yeah, the three uh, top dogs stand out the most there. Supports here. So supports are relatively cheap. The most expensive one is Sword of Art, um, Sword Art at $6,000. So you get really good options here. Uh, in terms of you can go in a lot of different places the cheapest player is going to be cold from omg at 4400 i think that's too cheap you have a slight underdog in cold here who yeah in terms of overall points in a victory you're probably getting like mid 40s in points maybe you hit the 40 mark or the 50 point mark but you're still getting a good amount of kills 1.1 per contest uh, for cold here that's going to actually lead the slate through 21 starts so far not a lot of other things stand out but 4400 is at least worth pointing out that that's a dirt cheap price point that allows you to easily get two big 80 carry uh, players into your lineups now if you're looking for highest upside well it's probably going to be whoever starts for top esports if it's qq qq you're getting 10.2 assists per contest. I've started 15 of the 22 contests uh, or so far between QQ uh, and the two top esports um, support players. But um, yes, $5,800. I would prefer top esports support over Sword Art. Both of them are fine. You're getting the most assists out of the starters, most kill participation out of Sword Art from Sooning. So the two top dogs obviously look okay. Keep an eye on who starts for top esports. And then Cold all the way at the bottom is at least worth mentioning. Like, I don't want any of the victory five support players. Even if they win, they might score like 20 points. They're just they're just so bad. Um, if they win, it's probably by the skin of their teeth. They're not causing a lot of damage. The other team's just not killing as much, which would be surprising. So don't really want any of the victory five players in general. Might just X them out completely. Uh, but don't want their support players. Lay from Rogue Warriors, you are going to get a good amount of um, upside in terms of kills per contest and even assists per contest and a cheap price point at 4800 So I do think Lay for Rogue Warriors is going to stay into my exposures just in case you want to get a one-off or maybe even a two-man complete upset stack of top esports. That's fine if you're playing a lot of lineups. Looking at the VC Gaming support players, we'll see who starts between Maestro and Hang. Maestro has been starting as of late. Maestro, not really somebody who picks up a ton of points. So if you get Hang starting for VC Gaming, you'll have more interest. Probably don't get to a lot of Maestro. Um, and this is just me assuming based on what the optimizer is going to do, mainly going to get to top esports sooning. If Hang starts for v, v, uh, VC Gaming, I'll get there. Lay will still be in. Uh, V5 guys know, and Cold will probably get into a few lineups. Probably not a ton, though, just because the price point's nice, but what is the overall ceiling? Um, 
and I would never put probably any of those players into captain spot today. Quickly, before we get into the 80 carry, I just want to say that Monkey Knife Fight is sponsoring this video. That's their picture up above. If you want to check out Monkey Knife Fight, it's like a player prop type of thing um, and just DFS type contests, player props over there. I have projections that can help with it, but mainly you just choose player props for these players over under their kills, their assists, their fantasy points, which is something that I do project. Um, yeah, they, they have that over there and you get a free $5 if you have yet to make an account. You can make a new one for all I care. Um, free $5 upon sign up to use. You don't have to deposit anything. You just get the free $5. And if you want to do a little bit more, you can get 100% deposit match up to 50 bucks. So you already use that. You want to put 10 more bucks in. You get another 10 for free on Monkey Knife Fight using the promo code VETRI. That's V-E-T-R-I or the link down below in the description. All right, let's get back to some of our 80 carries now. Young Fang is just fantastic. Um, going to get a lot of 8200. And you should, if you build your lineup right, be able to get two of these uh, 80 carries in. Whether it's two favorites, you might be getting a little bit chalky in your lineup construction there, or if it's a favorite and an underdog. So um, Young Fang is going to be by far my favorite. By far, over around five percentage points higher than anybody else in damage percentage. <laughs> over five percentage points higher than anybody else in kill participation. Leads the slate and creep score. Leads the slate and kills. Um, 26 starts so far. Yeah, this is... Uh, the best AD carry on the slate, in my opinion, probably the spot that I get to the most without question. So going to be getting to Young Fang, there is no doubt about that one. Uh, 8200 at the top, best AD carry on the slate. If you put in your captain spot, seems like a really good idea to me. If you can only fit it into your AD carry spot, have to go somewhere else in your captain, should be fine depending on who you get there. So top esports, uh, Fodic has started 22 starts. They just signed Jackie Love. So we'll see if anything happens here in terms of starts. I'm not too sure if it will. Um, let me just try one thing here. I want to see if if I put a space in between Jackie Love's name, if anything populates in terms of stats. No. All right. So never mind. Um, but they just signed Jackie Love. So just we're going to get the lineups because it's um, LPL, it's China. So we should get the lineups. I'm recording this at 7 a.m. We should get them maybe around noon, 1 p.m. East Coast time. So if you did see Jackie Love get the surprise start, maybe it's not as much of a surprise since they just signed. Um, but keep a close eye on that. Uh, that would be an interesting spot to get a little bit different, a little bit cheaper. Not as many people might even know still start Fodic. Uh, but yeah, Hong Kong at the top, whoever starts at top esports is definitely in play. And then looking through the rest of these, uh, not a ton of players here. Um, you can get to iBoy. So the rest of these players, um, they'll all be in my exposures besides uh, Y4 for V5, just not going to get there even in a slight win. I don't think enough points are going to be created. So Young Fang on a tier of his own, uh, top esports after that. And then the both sides of the VC gaming versus OMG will be there. I'll have Rogue Warriors as well with Zewu. Um, Paying him a decent amount of kills. Now, you're obviously a plus 468 favorite against top esports. There's a chance to be knocked off, though, here. Um, but look, you're not going to get a ton of exposure from me out of Zwooj. But if the ownership is, let's say, 2%, or maybe on a three-game state, like 6%, uh, because you're a plus 468 underdog, but the amount of points that you're going to be scoring compared to the rest of the slate is like 8%, um, well, then there's a decent odds there, right? You have a 2% difference that if all chaos happens, you're going to have a lot more lineups than the public. So uh, that's some of the things that you have to think about. Yes, if you're entering one lineup, you're probably not going to be playing any of these underdogs. If you're playing 150 lineups for months at a time. If you take those those odds in your favor, they're going to work out more times than not. You're not going to realize them on one, two, or even three, or even 100, maybe even 10 or 50 slates. But once you start getting to 100 slates, yeah, you're going to start to pop. You're going to start to have lineups finishing in the top one percentile. And then if you give yourself the opportunity to get lucky, you will get lucky eventually. Heading over to junglers now. So yeah, junglers is usually a spot that I think they're okay to get in the captain spot. They're like my third option in the captain spot. Don't put teams in the captain spot. They are my third option behind AD carry than mid lane because of just the points they score. They can be very inconsistent even in victories because they're just around different parts of the map. They don't really stay in one area. So you can't really project too closely what they're going to do um, any given match. So obviously like any projection, you're going to take more of an, an overarching look. But SFM for Sooning is going to be probably the player that stands out the most here. Highest kill participation. 
8.6 assists per contest. Um, it, it's very close with, with S, of, S of M and Carsa. Um, if I'm building lineups and trying to get different, I wouldn't be too worried. Like, I wouldn't get away from Carsa in the captain spot. I think there's some upside there. 7,200. These uh, junglers who are priced expensive, over $7,000, um, they are okay, in my opinion. Some slates, they are not, but they are okay, especially if you want to get different. SMM and Karma in the captain spot, both seem fine to me. Keep an eye on who starts for VT Gaming. Uh, slight favorite if it's Chivatane or AX. Uh, if it's AX, I'll have more interest. I'll actually get to maybe not captain lineups of AX, although I'm not against it, but just a lot more there. If it's Chivatane, probably not too much. Um, so I would rank it Karsa right now as it stands. Karsa, probably AX if it was to start, then SFM when you factor in salary. Um, and then again, some of these underdogs, Daylight, well, whoever starts Daylight, AS6 and Zyohan, it's been Zyohan as a late, not going to get to any of the V5 stars, probably not going to get to Haro. Haro, for Rogue Warriors to start nine contests, if you get to start today, 3.6 kills per contest is really strong. Um, 6,200 is a fair price point. I imagine it pops up in some of my like underdog three-man stacks of um, RW. So this is where I'll get to RW, probably in three-man stacks paired with tuning gaming. Take a big underdog with a big favorite, uh, try and balance it out a little bit there. So you only have to get one thing right. Same things can be said probably um, for the opposite side um, on most leads for take top esports, take V5 on the other side, but I'm probably just going to X out V5 for my exposures. And if they end up having one of their uh, 3% of their wins or whatever it is per round, uh, well, then I'll just take the bolt there and lose. But um Carsa, AX, and SFM in that order for me. Haro, if you got the start there in some lineups as well, but if you're playing one lineup, probably not. And then finally, for the team spots here, all the favorites are fine for me. OMG's fine. Rogue Warriors, I won't X out of my, my team slots because uh, if they do pick up a victory, they can still be a player or a team that scores close to 40 points. Uh, but I'm probably not going to get to them as much just based on where their median projection will be. Victory 5, I'm just not going to get to. They went 4.8% of their rounds. 4.8% of their rounds. The next lowest team in, is Sunni Gaming at 42.9%. So not even close. They only get 7.9 kills per contest, 18.4 deaths per contest. I'm very surprised Sunni Gaming is not a bigger favorite, and I'm surprised they're not by far the most expensive team on the slate. They are for some things, like 80 carry, but um, when you look at some of the other spots, they're not, and they're very equally priced at jungler, at, at support, at top lane, as to top esports, who's a bigger favorite. So I think Sunning's a really good spot. I think you see a lot of ownership there because of that. But I do think it's okay. Uh, Rogue Warriors first top esports is important to point out that uh, they are the two leaders on the slate in terms of average game time right up there with Sooning. So this game could go all three rounds and, and last each one of those rounds a longer time, which allows Rogue Warriors, even in a loss, uh, to pick up a decent amount of points. Now, on a three-game slate, it might be hard to realize what they do there. But if you had a one-off with Rogue Warriors mid laner, maybe something like that, it could potentially work out. Um, and it could get to a spot where the game lasts really long that they can just score a ton of points on each side. And even in a lost top esports, we saw what we gaming the other day can still pick up a uh, hundred point rounds out of some of their players. So uh, top esports leads the slate in kills per contest. Sooning is in second, but Rogue Warriors is third in kills per contest. And again, that matchup could get very bloody between Rogue Warriors and top esports. I do think that both sides of that game are obviously very live for top esports and definitely Rogue Warriors as a big underdog I mentioned that through some of the positions. Um, but then after that, yeah, pretty much every team is going to be in except for Victory 5 in my exposures. So I'll have five of these teams just looking on the surface. Sooning at 5,600 obviously looks fantastic as a really big favorite. Top Esports, Rogue Warriors is sort of an underdog type of take there. So that's where I'm at right now. Three game slate starting 2 a.m. East Coast time, Monday, April 6th. If you got any value from this video, please hit the subscribe button. I really do appreciate it. If you want to check out Monkey Knife Fight and you've watched all the way through, you get a free $5 if you click the link in the description below. They have player props over there. The projections that I have on Patreon can help out with those, um, but they're really beatable player props from what I've been seeing so far. They haven't adjusted as much as what the market has in the DFS salary base industry. So you can check that out over on Monkey Knife Fight. Again, that is linked down below. Thank you. Appreciate you guys tuning into this one and peace out game.